Uh, welcome back, citizens of City of Geek. We have been away from the last little while on our podcast because, you know, despite the pandemic, we are all very busy with all sorts of things, <laughs> especially Kim. Mm, uh, that's, the, that's the story of Kim's life. Between all your <laughs> camps and films and everything. You need yeah. a trademark next to your last name, Douthat TM, because yeah. you're, you're a brand. I am a brand. And that's pretty awesome. So hats off to you, Thank Kim. You. So we've been going a little slow to keep uh, Kim sane. <laughs> yeah, that's, which I appreciate. I know. And I'm also being dumb because I'm getting a new podcast going with, uh, with Brian Gorham, you know? Twice, my God. Where do you even find the time? I don't sleep. True. Like, Fair ever. Enough. Bob watches all those fucking movies. I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> Insomnia. I really the house. I, I just have something on. <laughs> no, it's that's true. That's true. I get that. Yeah. Like I have to. I have to like make time, and I'm like, okay. So I get home at eight. Uh, if I if I can get done with everything by eleven, I can watch from eleven to two a.m. A couple movies. So, well, yeah, I, I watch stuff on my months. commute. <laughs> you no, know, yeah, and I watch stuff on my commute because I bus, and so if I'm taking the bus to to a camp, I can watch something for 20 minutes. And uh, so I do a lot of increments. I'll watch, you know, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes while I'm getting ready in the morning, 20 minutes when I have time. So, and it adds up, it adds up. But uh, yeah, we're coming back with, uh, I know last time we, uh, last time we had a podcast, we talked about doing a found footage episode and we're holding off on that until schedules open up. We're just doing this a shorter recommendation episode as we have been. We're going to try and get a couple more in, in the recent, and the upcoming times uh just a little bits here and there because uh if you're like so many people who are saying i've watched everything on netflix i watch everything on shutter i watch everything on hulu what, what do you guys think we should watch because you know i'm getting all those emails, <laughs> Zero emails in uh but it's it's cool to see what people are up to like we're all doing 100 days of horror to a different degree sorry tony uh uh, I'll I'll delude I'll delude myself into uh, the notion that I'm actually working on some on, on some busy project, although maybe I sort of am. Um, but uh, yeah, probably not a hundred days of horror. Maybe thirty three and a third days of horror. I think well, is, is what I'm going to go for. With how many <laughs> horror movies you've seen over the years, Tony, <laughs> you've got to see them like first run. You're a fall a far ahead of us, anyway. Uh, well, that's 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 the that's the joy and pain of being old. <laughs> the only things you haven't seen are from 2020. So <laughs> there you go, exactly. With a few exceptions, which maybe I'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, so we're just gonna do a couple recommendations of stuff that's streaming. If you're coming in for the first time, even though there's like a quarantine stream five at the end of the, this title, uh, still welcome. <laughs> By the way, uh, and we'll get going with a uh, hundred with the um, worst movie of the year again soon. Too, I've been taking a break for that, uh, trying to get the group together for the next one. And uh, so expect that if, if you're if you're a fan of us, we've been listening to both the podcasts. Uh, the, but that's that's everything there. And uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, some recommendations over the next little bit. Uh, does anyone want to go first? Uh, sure, I'll jump in. Uh, the probably the most. Uh, interesting and absorbing thing that i saw uh that i've seen in the last uh god it's been what four weeks six weeks since we did this before last um <laughs> yeah who knows it's, it all blurs in these in these plague years um the, the most interesting thing i saw and the thing that i really i think want to get 
most passionately on the bully pulpit for is um, uh, original Amazon Prime movie that's streaming right now called Sella and the Spades, which I think is absolutely outstanding. Um, it's not a horror movie, uh, although on a, on a sort of metaphoric level, since it's about uh, uh, sort of uh, rivalries and uh you know, kind of social machinations amongst a bunch of prep school students. Uh, it is sort of a horror movie of sorts. It's a, about a boarding school's most powerful clique, The Spades, led by a uh, student named Sella Summers, who is the queen bee of The Spades. And uh, it's basically about her uh, navigating her way through being a, a figure that's alternately uh, admired and feared by her fellow students. And it's also about her being a senior, finding a successor to kind of uh, take over her top dog status. Uh, it is a really, really, really good movie. It, 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 it it's um, it's got a wonderful sense of ambiguity that feels almost European, but yet it's still as visceral and kind of dramatically involving as the most blunt American teen angst movie. It's very much Mean Girls directed by, you know, I don't know, by uh, Agnes Barda or something. Uh, it's really, really good. The acting is amazing. Uh, the lead who plays the title role of Sella is an, a young actress named Lovey Simone, who is just excellent. Um, her character is super strong, super prickly, nakedly ambitious, uh, and, and yet very enigmatic and really involving. It, it, it takes a gifted actor and a very gifted directorial hand to make a character this um, ostensibly unlikable, so absorbing navigate through the world uh is beautifully shot uh and i think that uh tayarisha poe the uh, co-screenwriter and director of the film has a very bright future uh this was a big deal at i want to say it was the sundance film festival last year and it's streaming on amazon prime for free it's really really worth a look uh if you like um smart sharp uh artfully rendered, but still effective uh, kind of uh, teen dramas. It's really, 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 really good. So that's that's kind of my, my big favorite of the last month. Um, uh, yeah, it's not a horror movie, except on, a, on like a, maybe a broadly metaphoric level, but it, I think it's brilliant. It's one of the best things I've seen in the last year or two. Hey, I've seen the poster pop up now. I'm looking at it here. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's only available it's, on Prime. It's the only place it is. It's not streaming anywhere else. Yeah, sadly, it's mm. not streaming anywhere else. So you do need to give Bezos your money. But um, <laughs> it's for a, it's for a it's for a, a, a young uh, female director who is luminously talented and an outstanding ensemble cast. And it just it just for me it just hit all the right notes. It's awesome, and I think everyone should see it. It was like it's mostly African African American cast. Uh, yeah, it's it's a diverse cast. It's mostly African American. Uh, probably about, I would say maybe 60, 40, the majority of the cast is African-American. Um, uh, but yeah, it's really sharply observed. Um, also a wonderful supporting role from Gina Torres of, uh, Firefly as Sella's, uh, very high Gina pressure Torres. mother. She's awesome. Oh. And Lordy, Lordy, um, you know, on a strictly superficial level, this woman is like, still like adorable as hell and i still have a major crush oh, on her so. i have a major crush on her she's well, amazing and there we go stunning yeah yeah no. virtual high five on that action boom, boom. yes yeah. <laughs> next uh 
I'll go, but I, I, this is one I, we were talking a little bit about this before we started where I was like, I can't remember what I've recommended. Um, and what I haven't, and if I've already talked about this, uh, did I talk about butterfly kisses? No. Okay. I talked. Yeah, I thought I, you did. You did online. I think. I did online. Did I talk about it on the podcast? I don't think so. I, I could have sworn you did. Maybe I it's did. a found footage one, right? It's a I remember seeing okay. 100 Days of Horror being posted, but. Yeah, well, and that's just it. I talked about it online, and I can't remember if I talked about it in the podcast. So I guess I'm, what else? Have we done an episode since we started 100 Days of Horror that would really do a direct line in the sand? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think we I have. I can't remember actually. at this point. I can't remember the last time we, if, uh, when was the last time we posted an episode? Do we know? Uh, let me take a look. Sorry. <laughs> I know we're all like we're all like fuck you know, we should all have like beards down to our belly buttons, like rip and winkle. Uh, my hair so is getting down to my belly button though, I'll say that. <laughs> it's getting so stankin' long. It's so weird because I'll like go out and I'll do grocery shopping or I'll go get something on my lunch and I drive by this fucking great clips all the time. And I yeah. and I went and I got one when it first reopened up and they're because uh, my hair was absolutely unbearable. But um mm. one of the signs says it's safe to get a haircut please come in great clips it's like okay first of all it's it's about as safe as anything else i guess depending um but also like that's a threatening sign (laughs) right you're not exactly engendering the right message it's kind of the equivalent of a smiling psycho saying hey i'm okay to date i'm okay to date i'm okay to date Please no, ignore the shovel in the trunk. Uh, <laughs> July 8th was the last time we posted it. Oh, so, okay. So then uh, that so would be in 400 no- days. <laughs> well, that 400 days. Okay. I like the apologies to everyone that it's taken us this long to establish this. So what I will say is, uh, yes, Butterfly Kisses, it's a found footage movie. It is not reinventing filmmaking. Um, but I will say it's probably one of the more effective found footage movies I've watched recently the premise of it is cool which is a filmmaker who finds a box of videotapes um when he's i don't know moved into a new house or cleaning out someone's house i can't remember uh and what he finds on it is two film students who are making this documentary about a local urban legend called uh peeping tom and so he he just starts kind of diving into this footage that these two student filmmakers were putting on and this other documentary crew is, is like, as he's putting it together, they're kind of following him and he's getting more and more obsessed with this. And people are thinking it's a big hoax. And I don't know. I, it just, I, I found it really intriguing. Um, the, the guy playing the filmmaker who goes down the rabbit hole, he's kind of obnoxious but also it works because he's kind of supposed to be an obnoxious guy. So you're sort of okay. You start to not like him a whole lot. Uh, but as an unapologetic found footage fan, I found it really enjoyable and uh, very entertaining and somewhat different from a lot of your run of the mill found footage movies. Um, again, it's not reinventing anything, but I really enjoyed it. So there we go. That one's on prime yeah. and on Tubi. So if you don't have prime, it's, Tubi's like free with ads. Exactly. So. <laughs> the uh, yeah, I remember. I think you and and someone else from Hundred Days of Horror posted about it recently. I can't remember who. Someone else watched. I think after I watched it, and and maybe Jewel. Uh, I don't. Know. Oh yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. someone did. I haven't. I haven't updated that website in a little bit. 
How dare you? You're yes. a horrible human being, Bob. I know. I'll, I'll get to yeah, it. I'll vacation for a week. So. Next. Uh, I can jump in here with something just like Tony. I'm not going into horror, uh, but something that was absolutely astounding that didn't I didn't expect to be. And I don't think I've talked about this before. If I have, I will move on. I have a list of things. Uh, is Palm Springs now on Hulu? Well, I've been hearing good things about that. I really have. Yeah, uh, I, I like Handy Sandberg a lot. Um, so that's that wasn't the thing. Like I don't know, but something about it was like uh, I don't know. It could be a dumb stoner comedy type thing. Uh, but it, it's absolutely fantastic. It's a new take on Groundhog Day style, you know, looking at the same day again and again and again. But it does then a really fresh take, uh, the really interesting way of looking at it, how it affects people, how long you're in there, kind of how you look at this. And it, it, it doesn't directly name check uh, Groundhog Day, but it was really close to it. Um, it kind of seemed like they, they filmed it and they cut the actual direct reference. But uh, but the basic plot has, it's it's Palm Springs and Andy Samberg isn't stuck in the loop so much he doesn't give a crap. So we're starting in the middle of like what would be the second act in many other stories uh, when he accidentally get uh, pushes um, the mom from How I Met Your Mother, I can't remember the actress's name right now, um, into the same loop. So she's kind of the audience entry point into what's already on for him. Uh, and layers kind of as it's it's really funny it's a really smart take on this um as you're looking at one person's been doing this for x number of years and one person's brand new at it they both a completely different out, uh, outlook on it and plus it's not like you know groundhog day where you're stuck it's a nice little small town you can make something work you're stuck in the middle of the desert at a wedding you don't want to be at that you're forced to keep living at where one interesting note in there is that he's the friend, he's the boyfriend of one of the bridesmaids. So he doesn't know anyone at the wedding. So they don't know him at all. And whatever connection he can make gets erased the next day. So he's not only out of place, he's continually out of place. Uh, but there's these wonderful hints of like this bigger story of all these little side stories that he's done. And uh, without getting into any spoilers, I don't want to ruin any particular jokes. But J.K. Simmons is in there as a side character who's really a lot of fun. Who um, brings a completely different aspect to it. Um, slight spoiler a little bit first act it's 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 said what this is real bad where he he get jk simmons into it at one point like years back and now okay but he was close enough he was an hour away so if he feels like it he comes back to the wedding and tries to hunt him just to get it out of his system but he's not always there so you never know he's gonna show up um so he's taking that so he's doing his own different version of the loop um and it's it's really yes it's smart it's clever uh, it's got great performances. Andy Samberg plays that really well, and then the I'm gonna look her up now because I feel I feel bad for not knowing her name. And I was never watched. I never actually watched How I Met Your Mother. Um, Are you talking about the the I was thinking first the Broadway woman, the the mother? Oh uh, yeah, Kristen uh, uh, Kristen Melody. Oh yeah, I she was she's a Broadway person. That's oh, why yeah. I know her. But yeah, yeah. she is absolutely astounding there too. Um, and yeah, she doesn't have the as much name recognition as Andy Samberg or Jake Simmons, but it's really her movie. Um, even though we're following him more, uh, she's really the like the anchor character. Uh, hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, it's one of the highest rated movies right now on, on Hulu, which not on Hulu on Metacritic this year with a with an eighty three, which is solid. Um, wow. Yeah, so I was like when it started rating that high and everyone saying how good it was like i have to check this out uh and then we have my wife and i watched it and we had an absolute great time with it um it's directed by max barbaco who doesn't really have a lot on his filmography um 13 things he's directed uh some shorts 
yeah, all shorts and then this. Um, so it's kind of a, a big first first hit for him because it was apparently the most watched thing on Hulu like ever. Um, oh wow! So yeah, it kind of hit hit really strongly. So mm-hmm. I want to recommend uh, Palm Springs. Nice, cool. All right, I'll go ahead and pop in with mine, and it's going to be a. Uh, it's just I'm going to do one thing that I've watched recently that I've liked, and one thing that I absolutely fucking hated. All right, <laughs> that's good. We're going to start off with the fucking hated. So um, I have been watching nothing actually like streaming streaming with the exception of like uh, my last two movies for Hundred Nights of Horror because I have over 80 movies I own that I haven't fucking watched. So I decided to do that. I watched I Eat Your Skin from the 1970s. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate that movie. That's, the, that's, now you're now you're talking about the the second half of the bill of the most notorious double bill in driving history. Not I drink your blood, but I eat your skin. Yep. I eat okay. your skin. I, I, drink I drink your blood. Your I like a lot. Great. Which, by the way, is one of two blood horrors um, made to rip out your guts. Just FYI. Wait, what? <laughs> The, the the tagline on the poster was two great blood horrors to rip out your guts and so oh, i eat nice. your skin is one of those great blood horrors to rip out your guts so was it a great blood horror that ripped out your guts cody no but it made me want to rip out my fucking guts <laughs> i hated it it was it was it was it was i don't know how to describe it other than 60s dad comedy where it was like you know if you went to middle America in the sixties and were like, Hey, we need you to write part of this, um, horror movie. He'd be like, Oh yeah. Well, let's, let's have this fucking 40 year old guy. and start just randomly start fucking virgins on this Island. And he's, he's going to be running around and getting chased by like a, a, a husband who's mad. He slept with his wife. Oh, and then there's some <laughs> incredibly, incredibly racist. There's racist voodoo portrayals, and then there's this movie. No shit. <laughs> it is horrible. Nobody is convincing. <laughs> it's it's just it's it's like I kind of want to watch it now just for its awfulness. And it's on Prime. So. Of course it is. Yeah, it, you can actually build that notorious double feature of I drink your blood and I eat your skin with Amazon Prime because both of them are streaming for free. I love I drink your blood, but I would not watch these two back to back. I would leave. It, <laughs> you know what? It's interesting that a that you mentioned that it's a racist movie because um, the movie is directed by a guy named Del Tenney. And I've never seen I Eat Your Skin, but I have seen most of his other movies. He directed The Horror of Party Beach. Uh, he directed a movie called Violent Midnight. He directed a movie called Curse the Living Corpse. Uh, and um, uh, Horror of Party Beach is basically a beach movie um, with monsters in it. Um, like really bad Star Trek um, lizard monsters with hot what looks like mouth. a bunch of hot dogs <laughs> stuffed in their mouths. Um, and it also has the most, um, the most horrible racial caricature um, black maid um, of any movie like made after 1950 and this is like 1964 um, but I'm, I'm diverging and pulling the spotlight away from Cody please tell us more about I Eat Your Skin does it have that Del Tenney artistic touch 
Oh, it sure does. They, you know, <laughs> Sambo dolls that they used to make, like super fucking racist ones, where they're not even like, uh, where they actually make like um, the the black people have like the incredibly like um, exaggerated, you know, proportions with these huge eyes and the red lips. That's what they. That's what these zombies look like. That's what the voodoo mm, zombies. Wow. There, I'm pretty sure there's some blackface. It's all in black and white, so I can't be 100% sure. Ooh. It's one of those ones where also you can tell they only knew a certain amount of black people. So they're like, okay, we're on this voodoo Yeah, <laughs> Okay, uh, well, we, we've only got like five people we know. Um, all the voodoo stuff, they're treated like savages. And it turns out the... Um, I'm going to spoil it. <laughs> Fuck it. Do what I want. Um, it, it, the main scientist is the bad guy the entire time, and he literally dresses as. It's a. It, it, it reminds me of like as far as going blackface as you can go. He dresses up like their voodoo chieftain. Mm. To be wow. and to so sacrifice. Triple stereotype. Yep. Yeah. And he, um, the entire goal is for him to sacrifice the virginal white woman. Ooh. to the voodoo gods. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Yep, it's it's horrible. It is it was hard to watch. Like normally I can sit through shit. Like, you know, 100 Nights of Horror has actually been pretty decent this year cuz most of the stuff I own I actually would have wanted to watch. But this I grabbed just so I could watch after I watched I like, Drink Your Blood and it's it is shit. Well, when Jerry Gross <laughs> found that movie as the second half of a double bill it was already had been had been kicking around under uh, like a couple of really misleading titles, including one where they were so desperate to get an investor um, who was anti horror uh, to fund to fund uh, distribution that they actually gave it an entirely different title. I think they called it Caribbean Adventure or something like that, with no mention whatsoever of zombies. So yeah, so finally Jerry Gross buys it, puts a sensationalistic title on it that fits nicely with I drink your blood and, uh, and makes a mint off of it. And lots of people probably fell asleep through that second feature uh, is my guess. <laughs> That's the one you make out to, you know? Yes, exactly. Sweet. There you go. <laughs> you're, too busy woofing your, you're too busy woofing your cookies during I drink your blood. Um, to get any making out in, so you know. I was gonna you say, get, I've been watching movies very wrong. I'm just watching. Them. <laughs> <laughs> in the, like, stop trying to make out in. with me. I want to see the movie. <laughs> it's like you haven't seen Blood Rage. You know that's how you know that's what happens at the drive-in there. Or Christine tries uh, to Oh, that's true. That's true. I'd make out with Christine. She seems cool. Carolyn will be like, "Hey, do you want to come to bed or something?" And I'll be like, uh, "No, I am watching Curse of the Bloody Iris." <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, represent. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Cody, what's uh, what's the one you liked? Oh yeah, those oh. are all the ones you don't like. Um, I want to just mention it because it was it's not that long, but I really liked Host. Yes. On, um, Shutter. I thought it was really well done, especially for found footage. They shot it on Zoom. It's a Zoom horror movie. I thought it. Uh, I just wanted to give it like a a shout out. I I didn't love it like some people did, but I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I think uh, everyone I really enjoyed it. it by this point, but uh, yeah. took the world by storm. It probably got shutter so many more uh, subscriptions, at least for a week. <laughs> well, it was no, but I, I like that. It was it was clever. I also think it 
I mean, it was what, 56, 57 minutes long. Like it was just under an hour. Like you can't, you can't beat that. There's, it's fast moving. It, it's something to identify. Even if you're not a huge horror person, it's, it's going to speak to some people. It's not terribly, it's not gory. It's not terribly scary so that it's actually going to give you nightmares or anything. Like, I don't know. It was a good time. Yeah, the the jump scares were really well done, and uh, yeah, the yeah. Uh, the actual the effect work was was solid. Like same way some with some of the best minor effects in um like the Paranormal Activity movies where something just opens, uh, where a lot of everything's opens at once, you know, or a big thing happens where it's like that was nothing's changed like ten minutes. How you know when did they get set up and you know and does that pretty well of of doing the camera tricks and in camera tricks. Mm-hmm. Well, I also think I respect it highly because. Um, the brevity of its length makes it uh, very close to a realistic rendering of um, somebody actually trying to squeeze a Zoom meeting in for free and not having to pay for the monthly <laughs> premiums to do a Zoom premium. So <laughs> that all makes sense to me. <laughs> Who's next? Are we back to, I think we're back to you, Tony. Oh, we're back to me. We okay. back well, I'll go back. I'll go back to the genre uh, situation and, uh, uh, if you're familiar with Jess Franco, one of the uh, most notorious cult film uh, directors uh, out to come out of Europe uh, in the last three quarters of a century, um, you know that he's directed about a bazillion movies, and he's one of the few cult horror directors who I, for the most part at least, am really, really, really lean on. I'm, I'm, I'm really not fond of most of uh, Franco's movies. I think that they are they put you, most of them will put you to sleep quicker than a plateful of Thanksgiving Turkey. And I feel like, um, he's probably the, the only director that I know of who can take a million can't miss elements that are guaranteed to either titillate or revolt you. And that means copious nudity, often full frontal. That means, you know, grotesque violence. That means monsters. That means, uh, you know, sleaze, uh, in every way, shape and form. Um, and then he manages to make them dull most of the time. Um, however, I saw a pretty good Jess Franco movie uh, that is now streaming on Amazon Prime that I actually was quite fond of called The Bloody Judge. Hmm. Uh, it's a 1970 uh, period horror film, and it came out right at that big vogue of uh, period horror films that were set during um, like the English and the Salem witch trials. And so uh, this particular movie, The Bloody Judge, actually covers a real-life figure, just like uh, the real-life witch finder general uh, Matthew Hopkins, played by Vincent Price in Michael Reeves' 1968 movie. Uh, this time it is a 17th century judge named George Jeffries, uh, who uh, basically did a lot of the same things that uh, Matthew Hopkins did, which was basically... Um, kill anyone, you know, uh, accuse anyone who disagreed of him or with him of witchcraft to get them executed and persecuted, uh, defiled the women of the village and just was an all, all around horrible human being who fortunately um, met with uh, karmic justice uh, violently. Um, it's this is not as good as Witchfinder General, which is uh, literally maybe Vincent Price's best pick, best um, acting role. Uh, of his career, but Christopher Lee's really good. He's uh, surprisingly subdued and uh, definitely feels, uh, he doesn't, well, he's, he's subdued, but he doesn't feel as stiff and curt 
as he as he can sometimes in other movies. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he gives a really good performance, and there's a British character actor who's kind of his his rival named Leo Jen, uh, who is really really good as well. And there's actually some intellectual engagement, and you can kind of see like the wheels of strategy turning in these in both of these men's heads as they kind of try to um, you know try to accomplish their goals. Which you know in the case of uh, of uh, Judge Jeffries is basically um, exploiting everyone and everything that he can. And in the case of uh, Lord Wessex is actually calling this guy on his bullshit and um, getting the persecution and the um, defiling and the um, witch trials and the burnings to stop. Uh, and of course, because it's a Jess Franco movie, there's plenty of sleazy sex and bloody violence, but it's actually pretty strong movie i was that this and vampiros lesbos are now two um franco movies that i will actually stand behind and say hey this is pretty damn good so uh, it's streaming on amazon prime for free uh it's also out on dvd and blu-ray um the dvd i think is blue underground i'm not sure if they're the ones that have done the blu-ray as well um but if you're a fan of christopher lee uh and if you're one of the skeptics like me who thinks that jess franco is uh an emperor who wears even less clothes than most of the leading ladies in his movies. Uh, this one's worth checking out. So the bloody judge. Good, good. good. Um, nice. Kim, do you want to go? Uh, sure. I, I'm going to pull a Cody. I'm going to say one, a quick thing about a movie that I got really frustrated about. Um, Hell yeah. I, <laughs> no, because I'm having a lot of feelings. I'm having a lot of feelings and I need to talk about it with someone. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I just watched uh, Assassination Nation, Mm. and (sighs) I'm upset at this movie because, here's why, Uh, the whole premise of it, and it was made just a couple years ago, it came out in like 2018 or something, Yeah, but it already feels dated, it already feels so dated to me, I don't know if it's COVID or I'm just... Or I'm old. Maybe it's that I'm getting old and I'm just like, this is bullshit. Uh, The aesthetic's really interesting. It's it's visually cool to watch. But and I was watching it over FaceTime with a, a, a girlfriend of mine and we both were like 10 minutes in and it's this whole like, oh, it's commenting on you know the superficialness of social media and our attachment to these things and feminism and judging women and this and this and misogyny and and witch hunts it's this it's the most not subtle movie you're ever gonna watch in your life no it's like a hammer (laughs) it's no it is but like 10 minutes in and i turn to my friend and i'm just like so we're agreed this is written and directed by a man right she's like yep no woman would do this to themselves. I mean, because it's, it's like, it's, oh, I'm feminist, but also I'm still going to objectify every single female on the screen. Mm. So it just like, that cancels itself out. And I get that in its mind, I think it's trying to make a point with that, but it's not, it's canceling itself out. And I'm kind of sick of feminism being used as it's like, no, we're doing this for feminists, but really you're not and you suck and I'm mad. Anyway, uh, my recommendation. <laughs> I would say before you jump away, uh, Odessa yeah. Young, who plays one of the main characters in that is, she's in Shirley and it, she's astounding in that. Uh, and I, I think I remember being good in uh, assassination nation. Uh, but I mean, for what there were of characters, movie. like there's no character development, really. They're very two dimensional. They're very cardboard. So yes, all of the actors did. And it's a good cast of actors. So with what they're given, they do fine, but they're not given a whole lot to work with. 
and most of the women are fairly interchangeable. Like that, I think that was the nail in the coffin for me is I'm following these stories and I'm like, wait, which chick was that? Oh, the blonde one. Sure. Yeah, that one was more concept than it was execution. It reminded me of a yes. mid-level into the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I just kind of kept feeling like this would be a great music video. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole, I was like, this is the longest music video I've watched in a real long time. Um, <laughs> and, and after a while, you get bored with it because you're like, okay, I'm an hour and a half into this music video and it's not ending. And now it's a bunch of hot chicks carrying guns. Cool. So... Yeah, I got I got annoyed at it partially because again I think it could have been something interesting, but it wasn't. Um, the movie I'm going to recommend is a movie called uh, "I See You." Yay! Yeah, which I have to say, this was a pleasant surprise. I was not expecting. I had very low expectations going into this, partially because I hadn't heard of it. Uh, and but Helen Hunt's in it, and she's great. Uh, there's a weird, creepy frog mask that that's kind of disturbing. Um, but the the whole thing is you've got this guy who is uh, investigating a twelve year old boy. He's a, a detective and he's investigating the disappearance of this twelve year old boy. And there's he's married to Helen Hunt's character, and their family is obviously going through problems. You find out there was some infidelity uh, on Helen Hunt's side. I should stop calling her Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt didn't do it, but her character. And this, the teenage son is really struggling with his mother and being all snatchy. And then weird things are happening in their house. And you don't really know why these weird things are happening in the house. So you have these like disappearing and murdered young boys. And on top of that, strange things happening in their household. And it builds to this point. And then you flash backwards and start getting a whole other side of the story. Uh, and it's really interesting. I thought it was really well done. The acting was top notch and I just really enjoyed the story and the execution. I thought it was, it was a really well done film. It's streaming on Amazon. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, just uh, a, a very pleasant surprise in a sea of um, turd sandwiches, which a lot of my hundred days of horror this year have so far been kind of turd sandwiches. So Yelch. Yeah, I, I've been, I need some wins. Um, I've been not super impressed with a lot of what I've watched lately. I've had a, a small handful of ones I've, I've very much enjoyed. And otherwise, I've been either just kind of meh or they're tedious or I've outright not liked them. So I'm in a second. I see you. That was, uh, yeah, I was really surprised by that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came in, I, yeah, I got it from Netflix because I got still have the discs and I was like, uh, I didn't know anything about it coming in. So it was like, uh, I didn't see any trailers and see any photos. Yeah. Just a lot of people were, were liking it a lot. Um, and then it's like, yeah, yeah, this is great. And then, you know, that seeing everything from a different point of view was really made it solidified and really brought something else to it. I thought it was a fantastic choice. And it's good to see Helen Honey and we haven't really seen her in a while. Absolutely. Yeah, she's fantastic. And, and it, it was genuinely nice to, to see her on screen. And uh, I'll, I'll finish this up here uh, with going back to, uh, you know, we, we've, well, a lot of focus has been on, on newer things, but actually we're going to push back uh, just like uh, Tony did um, to something uh, from 70s. We're looking at 1974 with Captain Kronos' Vampire Hunter. Yeah. Mm. Um, Hammer. Uh, it's, on mm-hmm. Str- it's on Prime and Hulu. Uh, and it's written and directed by a guy named, uh, where did I, I wrote down his name? But this is, Brian Clements. 
Yes, Brian Clements. Unfortunately, yeah. he's only directed two things. Uh, he's written a lot of things after this, but this kind of stalled his directorial career because it's, it's a big bomb for, for Hammer. They put a lot of money and effort into it, and it didn't grab. Uh, but it's a, yeah, it's a vampire hunter movie, as, as the title says, um, but it's done in a, a very different manner uh, than many other ones, with the way the vampire works, the way everything looks, the way everything moves. Um, where we have Captain Kronos is a a vampire hunter as he goes to a bunch of towns sometime in the 1600s or whatever uh the the general time that hammer movies take place in uh with his hunchback assistant and they come across the town where uh the young women are now being found old and drained of their life um in the same like almost like a weeping angel type way without actually having with time actually having a body um rather than uh standard vampire method uh in there, he meets Carol Monroe, who's being, you know, focused on as the next victim. And there's this, this weird family up on the hill. And, uh, and I don't want to give away any particular details because uh, I want to recommend everyone goes out and see this as soon as they can. Because it's, it's a really fantastic vampire movie from Hammer, who we know can do vampire movies very well with the Dracula mm-hmm. series. Um, that slid underneath the radar as much because it, it was a different type of movie. Uh, so it didn't hit, which which is really awful that it didn't because it's yeah, it's it, it's solid. Um, it was supposed to be the first in a series. Chronos is in the name, and the next one would have him be in like our modern times. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen, um, and it kind of stalled at that point. Uh, but there have been some comics that came out a couple years ago, but I haven't read those, so I can't judge on how good they are. Uh, but it's it's a shame because you you see the potential here, and you, you see a different take on the entire subgenre uh, that didn't take off. And I think Tony, you've been looking like you want to say something. <laughs> no, I, yeah. The, the reason, the reason being is, well, first of all, I totally agree with you. And second of all, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it flopped, it flopped because I think people were expecting it to be, uh, they were wanting, I think the hammer formula and the movie did not quite give that to them. It's a, it's a little bit left of center, but it, it I was, it, it works really well. I mean, it's a, it's a fun swashbuckling adventure with a lot of, um, uh, with a lot of like kind of odd, oddball character to it. I, I mean, you know, like you said, the, the uh, methodology of the vampires, the, the sort of lore that's created around the vampires and around Kronos, the vampire hunter, uh, is it really had potential for legs. And I think it was just one of those minor, um, one of those minor, you know, like regrets uh, that of the, of the seventies uh, in terms of genre cinema, that it never took off, that it never had a chance to become a series. Cause I think it could have, it could have really been something interesting and special. And uh, I'm glad that that movie made it through and I'm glad that it's still, um, that it's still being seen too. And plus, it's got Caroline Monroe in it, which never go on. Dear Lord, she is one of the most beautiful women who's ever walked in front of a camera in her life in, in, yeah. in human history. So yeah, <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah, thank you for saying swashbuckling because that that word was like in in my head when I was starting to write down some notes like what dimension for it and then then saying it uh, because that really fits. It's it's a little more action than this horror, uh, but yeah. it's it's a great mixture of those. Like if you think of like you know Robin Hood ish like action scenes in a vampire movie <laughs> yeah but it works you know <laughs> yeah and so yeah it's really too bad this like kind of you know stall brian clement's uh directing career but he does have like two like 150 writing credits he's done a lot of tv writing uh and did a couple stories for a couple different things like uh he did he wrote sinbad right before this uh, but he wrote 1980s watcher in the woods which is another uh 
you know, another solid film with a uh, uh, Betty Davis and not the crappy remake uh, from last year or two years ago. But he also wrote the story for Highlander 2. <laughs> which is, which Seriously? Is, yeah. Oh, uh, story by, no, not actual screenplay by. So oh, not, okay. Okay. I was going to say that's, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Also, but, uh, but yeah, that's there. Rights and bad and is the comedian. Yes, uh, we're talking about the 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 seventy three seventy three one, uh, not the yeah, not Kazan, not but what's what's the name of his uh big genie movie? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah like real. Shazam, I think, right? Or Kazam? What do I don't know? I don't. I haven't Kazam. seen this Shaq one, so I don't know. Kazam, Shazam. I don't know. It's, it's, it's all the same. Kazam. It's Kazam. Okay. Shazam's the the, the DC Shazam. character, and there would have been legal yeah. issues had they named him. Shazam. Oh, that's true. That's true. Good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's a weird way to. I didn't think we did in talking about you know Shaq genie movies by the end of this, but uh, there we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's a yeah a good chunk of things to see or not to see in the case of I I drink I, I eat your skin and um, assassination nation maybe uh, depends on where you go with that. Um, but uh, that's yeah. I actually want to go check out Butterfly Kisses after your recommendation and the other ones. Me and, too. Uh, so that, that, definitely something to see. Uh, Bloody Judge, I'm definitely all in for anything for uh, Christopher Lee. I'm I'm sad. <laughs> Amen, brother. Uh, any any final notes before we call this episode a go? Uh, Jeepers Creepers. No, no, no. Watch those. No, ones. not the movie. <laughs> The exhortation. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a whole different concept. That to- topic we are not going to get into today. Uh, that that's good. Uh, yeah. Let's cut that one off right there. Uh, yeah. But smart, smart good, wise man. <laughs> there's a lot of good streaming coming out like right now, and there's a lot of more focus on it. I think because of yeah. not getting theatrical. Like people there's, haven't seen Amulet and Relic and Rental, but people are talking about those. Like people. Well, and and what is it that's coming out soon? Um, that I sent the trailer for. I've already forgotten the name of the movie, but it looks bonkers and has a kick-ass cast. And could it be um, Dinesh D'Souza's Trump card <laughs> that's coming out? Of the screening? Uh, I can confidently say it's not i will say that um it does have the charisma black hole that is jason clark and oh, yeah, oh that's right yes yeah. i remember our fucking I remember treasure it do you again we've 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 been through this cody if do you mean he's a treasure in that he's been buried under the earth for so long that he's developing molds and decomposing and has a slight stench no. yeah that i believe well this is the thing i you will say i'm just gonna that- say it he has been robbed on so many different occasions of his best actor. You mean that he robs other people of the ability to be an actor uh, is sharing screen time with him? Because I'm sorry, he should have won. He manages actor. to make even Helen Mirren look bad, and like I don't no, know. He should have won for Winchester. That was a masterpiece. That was a oh, masterpiece. devil all the time is what you you're talking about. Thank you. Yes, yeah. it looks yes. real. And I will say one thing. I will say I agree with you about the the fact that he is a charisma black hole, but. I think that in this trailer, he looks like he is playing a scuzzy, unlikable human being. Okay, I'll buy that. Doing a, it looks like he's doing a fairly good job of it. And you don't need to, you, <laughs> you, it doesn't matter that you're not a charisma black hole. It doesn't matter that you're a charisma black hole if you're scuzzy and disreputable enough. So you may have finally right found, there. <laughs> there you go. He may, you may have, he may have found his niche as an actor with this movie. Who knows? When, we'll and again, it is a, it is a uh, bonkers cast. And yeah, it comes out seen on... Yet, but, um, it, it comes out on Netflix soon, yeah. Yeah, September 16th. It, looks, it so. really looks good. Yeah. 
Like, I'm going to make an event of that. <laughs> Tom Holland. Can't go wrong with that. So he's good stuff. Tom Holland. Um, the, uh, of course, the actor, not the, not the director. Like, I was watching In Search of Darkness, and the, the other Tom Holland kept popping up. Like, you look different, Spider-Man. <laughs> I didn't know you directed Fright Night. <laughs> and Sparkle Vamp. Sparkle Vamp's in it. <laughs> I actually like Robert Pattinson. I just enjoy pretending he's a Sparkle Vamp all the time because it abuses me. Anyway. But uh, thank you, anyone out there who might be listening to us uh, talk about these movies. Uh, thank you, Jennifer fo- Lovely. Yes. Uh, check out 100 Days of Horror on Facebook to find out what people are watching. And uh, most of what's being watched in there is streaming. So if you want to cool yeah. recommendations, you can always check out that if you're looking at horror. Uh, occasionally post reviews for non-horror films. So you can check that out. Um, also, worst movie of the year, looking at really shitty movies. Uh, we'll be returning soon with Biodome next week. Um, Biodome, I'm going to say the next two are Biodome from 1995 and 1998's The Avengers because I watched both of those um, as it turned out, so I'm going to talk about them and uh, as we head out uh, Cam, you do a zillion things, you want to plug your other, other work? Sure, uh, I do do a zillion and words are hard, I do a zillion things, I have another podcast called Ghoulish Tendencies where we talk about true crime and ghosts and paranormal and all of that fun stuff, we have an episode coming out Tuesday uh, where we will be, which we just recorded last night, uh, and we have we just had an episode on the Lady of the Lake, which is a, a ghost story and a true crime story in Washington State. Um, we have episodes on Winchester House, the Jersey Devil, Amityville, you name it. If it's spooky, we are getting there. Uh, I also do Tea and True Crime. We just did an Ed Kemper one, which there is recording of. So if you're interested, you can find more information on SpookedInSeattle.com. I do other things. I don't know. I have a website. Yeah, it, fair enough. We're fine. <laughs> find it's it all good. there. Hundred days of horror. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm tired. Okay. It's funny when you when you like literally the time you've got you, you all posted uh the, like Crescent Lodge. I was literally driving past it. Like I looked at yeah. the time timestamp. I was like, oh, I was actually online Crescent when you posted that, <laughs> which I love so much. And it's a stunning lake. It's gorgeous, it but also there's a lot of bodies in it. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, it's big. Like we drove, it took like twenty minutes to drive past it. Well, and it's it's the second deepest in the state of Washington, um, and people turn to soap. It's a whole yes. thing. And if you want to find out more information about that, check out the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks to anyone who's listening. Like, comment, subscribe, share, all that jazz. It's a requirement that we say that. Otherwise, uh, the YouTube people come after us. We're not even up. This isn't on YouTube, but still, they 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 have they have their fingers in a lot of pies. Um, and. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll see y'all next time on City of Geek. What's up? Ciao.